Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first founder interview of 2023. And I'm really excited to have the founders of Pre-Med Go here, George Nimfer and Robert Wong. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing? Very good. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, thank you. We're quite privileged to be the first founders of 2023. Excited. Right on. So uh, tell me a little bit about the latest news from Pre-Med Go. So Pre-Med Go, we are currently very excited to prepare our launch of the apps next week. And then we have been preparing this for quite a long time, like over half a year or even longer. So one week before we launch. It's exciting times. Fantastic. And I think I speak for the whole team here at Parallax that we're really excited to work on an app that makes people healthier, makes people live longer. Uh, it's really a, a great opportunity for us. So uh, where did your inspiration for Pre-Med Go come from? So so the main inspiration uh, came um, through personal experience. Um, so back in 2020, I started um, my postgrad um, in financial strategy uh, at Oxford University. And um, I had to do um, like a dissertation. And I was sort of struggling to get a topic. But um, coincidentally, um, I visited my mom in Croydon. In London, and um, when I visited my mom, as we were having a conversation, she sort of um, started going dizzy and off. We called an ambulance, and when the ambulance came, they uh, checked her pulse, did a lot of stuff, and couldn't really uh, get to the bottom of it. They took her into A and E. Um, they had to run some few tests, then they took her to a specialist unit to run further tests. And those further tests actually show that she had like um, diabetes, which she thought she didn't have. Um, she had other concerning uh, health-related um, diseases that she needed to pay close attention to, including a, a liver disease and stuff like that. So, it, it, so, so although it was bad news, it was quite good because we were able to know that these were some of the issues she is dealing with without knowing so what that led on to was okay great i started thinking okay how what is the problem here and how many people are like my mom thinking they're all good and one day they'll be there and something like that will happen to them so i i fed it on into a research i looked at a problem and the possible solution and um then um decided to write it um I spoke to my supervisor to see if it's if I can turn it into a business plan and and sort of write it after the stage. Then he was like, "Okay, let's do this." So did it. And uh, fast forward, um, I applied into Cambridge from Oxford. Then uh, met Robert, uh, discussed the business plan idea with Robert. Uh, Robert was also came from a background, a healthcare background, and that was where. Uh, we collaborated and the magic started happening. Awesome. So you guys met at Cambridge. Robert, do you want to add anything more about how you yeah. did? I like to add a little bit quite interesting point because um, the type that I, I I came from Hong Kong all the way. I Before I moved from Hong Kong to London and studied in Cambridge, I worked on the healthcare and NGO for like uh, 10 years. 
mainly focusing on the healthcare and also the, the care work for the elderly home. So some salary is about software side, but we all, all use the, the grant, the government grant or the foundation grant. It's kind of like a charity type, but I never try to use a business model to solve the social problem. So somehow, when George talked to me, whoa, it's really because it's a business way of solving a, a healthcare problem. If every one of us care more about our health and use it regularly, like a health health check checkup, we care more about our diet, uh, the food that we eat, uh, do more exercise. Definitely, is you don't need to wait for the government or charity fund to fund your um your checkup. Instead, you do it yourself. It's much much uh, more uh, proactive way. So that's why I, I joined with George. And that I got that experience, like 10 years on different type of software and uh, build up. So somehow it's, I'm looking on the operations side, which is can benefit to the whole development as well. Interesting. Yeah, uh, it seems like healthcare is definitely a, a multifaceted problem. There are a lot of ways to improve how we live and, and how healthy we are. Um, but just sticking with your founder's stories a little bit, uh, have you always wanted to launch your own startup? Has that idea been kicking around in your mind for a long time? Or was there a certain turning point, say, when you discovered this idea connected with each other that you said, I'm ready to do this as a founder and go all in? Uh, so personally for me, I've always loved to be uh, an entrepreneur, but um, not, in a, in a sense, not in a sense of definition by entrepreneur looks something really grand and great. But I've always liked doing things for myself, buying and selling, and and then I've tried loads of uh, businesses. So it's not like I've been a successful entrepreneur. Like if you interview others, I think I've failed uh, almost on all the other other um, startups I tried doing when I was in university, before university, in college, um, after university. But I think now what the greatest thing I have is the experiences I've gained from failing. And also, um, the exposure and the education from, um, especially the advanced education from Oxford. And now my MBA at Cambridge has actually shaped the way I look at a business, the business models, um, and the way strategy works instead of it being an action, um, to a paper. You know, normally we, we think strategy is having a fancy, uh, document or paper following that, but, you know, education is telling us that it's more the action, the things you do are your strategy. So yeah, well, I think that that's that's gonna help me, and that's the experience I I, I have had so far. So for me, I think uh, I got like different, totally different, like uh, career path in you know, my first half of twenty years. So somehow uh, I'm uh, I'm an architect by by training. So somehow I work in architect field. And I work for government, build charity home, build elderly home, build like a different type of thing. And after after that, I run into the operation, run elderly home. So somehow towards the end of the 20 years of uh, my career, I found is, uh, I found that then there's some limitation government or charity, which always uh, depends on the funding. And then whenever the, the charity or the grant or the government, they have to respond to the, the fund. Somehow there's a, there should be some limitation and always happen. Some innovation part with it, like blocked by, by, by the charity fund or the limitation. It, it cannot test it to the limit. 
So somehow, I think there's another way that we can solve the social problem using the a business model, which is an aggressive or even like a very promising business model, which can also solve the problem. So somehow, before I moved from Hong Kong to London to study in Cambridge, so somehow I talked to myself, definitely, I don't want to go back to that uh, set-up system. Instead, I want to build up something which could be challenging, could be a little bit more blurry, uh, but with the aim to do a little bit more innovative and adventurous or even uh, a long-term impactful in, in business and social way. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. We're going to get into the actual product itself in just a second. But first, I want to uh, explore why do you guys think that right now is the right time to launch PreMedGo? And what is your initial target market? So so, so if I look at the, the world, I think um, now is the time to leave um, looking at the cost of living crisis and everything. Now is the right time for us to start living a healthy life and having more control of our life, you know, our health, which is very important. If I look at the United Kingdom as a whole, where we live, what's happening is there's a lot of pressure on the NHS. Um, And one of the, one, in my opinion as well, one of the ways of addressing such problems is when we have uh, full control of our health, you know, and preventative health is very key to solving pressures on the NHS because what happens is people know about their health, they know what they need to take in, what they don't need to take in, what the the kind of exercises they need to do and the kind of exercise they don't need to do. But what happens is, so if I give you a good example, at the beginning of the year, we all come up with a new year resolution. We are going to live a healthy life. I'm going to join the gym, sign up, blah, 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 blah. But before we do that, we don't even know what's going in our bodies, you know. We just decide, you know, I want to be slave. I want to do this. I want to be, uh, I, I want to have a torn body. I want to have all a healthy life and stuff like that. But the main thing why we think now is the time is if we can create our aim and vision is to create a healthy economy. And by creating a healthy economy is when everyone has control of their um, health. You know, they know what's going on in their health. And that is why we think now is the right time to launch pre-medical. Agree. And then everyone use the, because we are health app, so somehow everyone use the form rather than other page. So somehow, if we use the tech as a platform, the apps as a platform to connect people to bring into a health healthcare or health chat, so somehow they got used to it, and then through that they got more motivation to 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 do it themselves. It's definitely is is right time, definitely. All right, so we got the uh, when and why. So now let's get into what PreMed Go really is. Can you give us the uh, sort of elevator pitch for the app and the platform? So, so the uh, the simple thing for PreMed Go is is a, an online marketplace um, using application using a mobile app to connect uh, people and health check providers. So the aim the aim is to make sure that we address cost, which is a problem for loads of people. And access, which is also a problem for a lot of people. So, in in simple terms, we are uh, the first online health check up marketplace. So, all we focus on is preventative health and health checkups. 
All right. Uh, can you speak to how you got to that decision to focus specifically on preventative healthcare versus uh, other types of necessary healthcare? Great. So what what we we notice is a lot of um, attention goes to um, uh, uh, treatment, but not diagnostics. And the main thing is that for uh, for even for treatment to be done accurately, someone needs to find out what is wrong with you. So we decided, and listen, why don't we concentrate on helping people know what's wrong with them instead of getting to a clinic to find out this is wrong with me of detecting it late. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. From working and researching together on, on PreMedGo with your team and with you guys, it looks to me like a combination of a SaaS platform for the healthcare providers and also a marketplace. So how do you sort of balance those two business models? So 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 in terms of like um the SaaS platform is what we are trying to do is to create something that our providers so we're not just creating um a business, but we try creating something that will help providers in terms of managing their workload as well as managing the flow uh, managing patient flow coming through. Uh, so it, it's, I'll give you an example. In the NHS now, if you have to uh, book a health check, you have to ring uh, uh, into the, a GP surgery. And when you ring a GP surgery, um, a receptionist will pick it up and look at appointment slots and give you an appointment slot and book it. Uh, if somebody doesn't turn up, the appointment slot is lost. The GP might be there or they might be waiting. The person doesn't turn up, uh, which is which is a problem. What we are trying to do is to create um, an, an infrastructure whereby the patient is able to book, the GP is able to see. So in real time, when you book, you're able to see the slots available and the GP is also able to plan their schedule ahead. So that is what we are sort of uh, creating. And to be honest, our platform is going to be free for both the user and the, and the clinician. In terms of a marketplace, what we are trying to do is to make it very competitive because what we're from pieces we've done, the average price is around five hundred pounds to have a proper health check done. What we want to do is to bring a lot of providers on so that we can create a system where the price comes from five hundred to as low as hundred and fifty, which makes it very cost efficient and also make it cost attractive in a, a cost of living um um, um crisis. People will still be able to um, put their health first, so that is that is why we've come up with that complex model. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Robert, did you have anything to add to uh, the I think, model? I think uh, in terms of the, the provider, we do see that maybe individual, like uh, individual doctor or individual practice. Uh, they may change a little bit more on the available time if the schedule can be booked outside the office hour after six or even like we get. So somehow it also gives a lot more available time to the market. At the same time, they can also gain the business. So somehow it's a, it's a win-win-win situation. And then the, the more they, they do and the more people come in, so it's kind of a win-win-win situation to everyone, every single uh, uh, stakeholders in, in, in using the apps. 
Right on. So we've been uh, sort of building out pre-med go for just over a month. It hasn't been very long and we're already launching the MVP. <laughs> so not a huge time frame here. Uh, what are the key features of the first version of the app and how did you decide on them? Well, I think the key features of the uh, app is to have a, an appointment-based system whereby when uh, someone goes on the app, they book an appointment. In real time, the provider can see the appointment. Uh, that's the first key feature. The other feature is all the administration uh, will be done on the application. So if you are a user, when you go to the hospital, it's going to take you, let's say, uh, 5, 10, 15 minutes or whatever time it needs for the fiscal assessment to be done. That's what's going to take you. So it's not going to take longer for people to go to a clinic. As soon as you hit the clinic, you just go through. So that is how see the MVP, um, that how easy we've created the um, MVP. Going forward, we're looking to add a lot of functions, including building in an AI which will help with interpreting the results as well as help with some of the mechanism that needs to be dealt with. And also one thing that one features is um, we use some questionnaire and also ask the, the customers for some questions and recommend based on our suggested, uh, suggested and suggest them to go for what type of the medical checkup like uh, what type of uh, like uh, is the basic one or level one or level two depends on how uh, they well, what they did and how when they did the last checkup. So somehow it's give a recommendation initially to the to the to the customer to to go for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, can we dive a little bit into the situation right now in the healthcare market? We've already talked about this a little bit, uh, but. It seems like a really appropriate time for a solution like PreMed Go to come out. And so tell us a little bit about that and how. So, so, so the reason is, you know, like um, everyone sort of put preventative health um, as the last thing, you know. So if you look at, um, um, in the UK, if you look at some of the organize, big organizations that are able to provide medical insurance and medical packages, you get... Um, healthcare packages, which says, uh, which has preventative health as an add-on. And at the end of it, maybe you will get it. What we are trying to do is bring this into the market and say, you know, preventative health is the package. It's not like an alternative or you don't have to think about it or is, is the least. We want to make it, we want to bring it to the front. This is the main thing. Before you get treatment, you need to prevent or you need to check what what is actually wrong with you. So this is how, how we're looking at things, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your target audience then. How do they currently think about preventative health care? And is this a situation where you're really going to have to educate the the end user that this is something they need? We need to sort of trigger this need in in their lives so so let, if we take the united kingdom you know we've got our nhs so there's going to be a little bit of an education as well um but with, with the uk we've got the nhs and the way the nhs works is um uh, uh between the ages of 40 to 74 uh once every five years your gp will write you 
um, that come for health check, health checkup. So there is a, and 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 almost uh, 1.5 million people uh, participate in this. So there is a, a need, but it's you, you. This is when you'll be written to be, and you'll be invited for a uh, health checkup once every five years. Having said that, uh, our target audience are normally small businesses that cannot really afford uh, a full-fledged medical package, you know, but they still want to offer something to staff. And uh, the reason why we are concentrating more on business is this, you know, it is as an employer, it is good to be part of an employee's um, health journey, you know, not only providing their development, but also, you know, their mental health, their health, and preventative health is one of the most important things an employer can do for an employee because, one, it's going to reduce um, absence, it's, it's going to save the employer uh, money, and what our application does, the brilliant thing of our application is you can book um, health checks out of hours, you can book it evenings based on availability, you see, and also... In terms of the timing, it's not going to take long. So people don't have to book like days off or, or annual leave to go for a health check. People can even do it during their, their um, break time because as soon as you go on an app, you see the providers closer to you and you can just be all the admin, then walk in. It will take, um, depends on, on what sort of treatment you're going for. So that is how we uh, our, our target audience uh, are, are supposed to look at it as so it's something to make their lives easier but our biggest audience we are looking at is small businesses in terms of the like awareness at the same time we also try try to reach out the, the like uh, in the community through some social campaign because uh, as, as I shared before uh, the, uh, to do uh, preparation and prevention is much more much better than until the last moment. So somehow we like to promote this radical healthcare. It's very, very important to every single customer, no matter you're coming from community, you're coming from school or from small company. That awareness program is as a whole, as a social campaign from our premedical point of view. How do you define success sort of three to six months after launch? What do you say... Pre-Medgo looks like in July if all goes according to plan. So, so our, our biggest vision is um, that uh, in in the next five years we want to affect over a billion lives um, on a cumulative basis. So, uh, in the next six months uh, for Pre-Medgo, we want to affect over five thousand lives um, within um, our target area. Where so we're doing a soft launch. In, in London, and we are looking to affect over 5,000 lives um, within the next six months, yeah. And also, um, at the same time, we are looking also to explore different, like, a market as well. Uh, if the London market is going well, probably we'll step into another market to to bring that concept to test another market and grow it uh, gradually at the same time. And as Robert also said, so we 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 are currently um, in in uh, in in LA, and we actively research and how we position in the US market because the US market is quite different uh, with um, different mechanisms of payment and 
and how insurances work and things like that. So we also actively looking at that. So success will be having a soft launch in uh, in LA within the next six months as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, really exciting. And I wish you the best of luck. I know that regional regulations of healthcare products just is a big challenge to overcome. A lot of things to get right there. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how you guys connected with us at Parallel Venture Studio. Uh, from what I understand, you met with Victoria from our team at Web Summit in Lisbon. How did that happen? There are like 70,000 people at Web Summit. How did you guys find each other? I think, uh, I think uh, with, with Web Summit, you have these introductions. Um, and I think uh, Victoria uh, did reach out and, and, said, and did speak more about um, Parlet. Uh, and at the time, we were also looking at uh, what is the next step for us. Uh, can we launch? When can we launch? We need um, an organization or a studio that can really support us, not only on the technical front, but actually um, on the business front, on the communications and all these other stuff. You've been amazing uh, at helping us with. So uh, uh, fast forward, Victoria came to our stand and we had a, we had more chat. And I think what did it for us is we spoke about the concept of Victoria and she came with, um, I think, Figma or whatever you guys call it. She came with some designs and it was quite um, astonishing because we we just gave her an overview of what we thought. And for her to be able to move it from just um, 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 words or ideas onto a, a, a sort of a, a visual effect it was really great. And then we were like, okay, let's give it a go. Because if you can do this in a day, then... Only God knows what you guys can achieve when we work together. And then I would like to add one more uh, one more point that uh, the whole team of PowerNet, not only uh, Victoria, they're all very energetic and very young and professional and quite passionate about using a tech solution to solve problems. So somehow uh, at this, uh, in the West Zombie, a lot of different like, uh, tech companies reach out to us and then ask for like uh, talk or like, follow-up and I do find that, I do find Parallax, the whole team, they have a more proactive approach and try to step onto our shoes because we are startup. We're not that huge, like uh, like large corporate with a lot of resources. We have our limitation, but we have our vision. So somehow we join together to bring that vision step by step to make it true. I think there's another way that I thought I find Parallax quite, quite, um, quite in in a sense, it's quite understanding the uh say our need or client's need. This is very very important. That's how we bring the premeco. We want to understand the user's need and try to bring a solution to match them. At the same time, to bring business and help the customers as well. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh. Among a lot of the startup advice out there, one common thing that I've read and seen and heard is that uh, you should, as a founder, uh, bring a technical co-founder into your team to build in-house. You can move a little bit faster. There are all sorts of reasons for that. Uh, so I just want to ask you guys, what has your experience with agencies been like, including the last uh, month or so with Parallax? So, 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 so we, 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 we had that as well, but uh, what we did, we did the opposite. We did the opposite. So our model was actually, you know, 
let's do our research, build the business. The technical is technical. There's nothing we can do about it. Then after that, look for a technical expect. Once our ideas are, uh, are, are together, and it's taken us a, a while um, before we did that. So what, what we did was we built a business, had a lot of argument, disagreement, uh, this is how we position it. Um, you do this, George does this, Robert is great at that, and stuff like that. Then um, um, we said, okay, now we need um, a, a technical uh, founder, and that, that has been our journey. Um, that, is, that is why we then decided to stick with Parlex because we don't want the whole thing. Although it's a tech business, but it's a business. It's a tech and a business, but I think the advice we got is true, but we don't want to make it just a tech. We just want to make it a tech and a business, something that we take our user feedback, builds our business, not something that has been built by a group of technical guys who think these functions are good and stuff like that. So that has been our experience, yeah. And then also I would like to add, uh, whether it's a technical founder or uh, an agency or partners work together, it really depends on the passion and the responsiveness. Because it seems that the most important is uh, how we can make use of the limited resources, no matter it's time and, and money, and build a people-oriented, a user-oriented solution in a quick way to launch it and add and have more investors to come in to build a, like a MVP from MVP, uh, 1.0, 2.0, and then further develop and make it into the full product. Everything, everything single thing should be based on the passion and the pace as well, to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, working with a remote distributed team. Do you have any tips or things that you've learned to sort of make the workflow more smooth? Uh, one one thing I've learned is uh, maybe be on time for meetings anyway, which I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that anyway. Because every, every time Robert is chasing, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and, and also planning it, it's it's very interesting because sometimes I'll be in a car, I'm speaking with a, a provider, I'm speaking with a, a small business owner, or I'm in a shop trying to grab some lunch. So so I think uh, for for me, um, I think it's doable and it's, it's better anyway because uh, they are able to work at their own uh, pace but also um, they are able to align. And uh, my experience is, is only with Parlec because that's the only um, health tech uh, I've done a treatment for. So from Parlec, I think the way it works for us is because the teams understand our vision. They are passionate about it. They've sort of, um, they've sort of um, 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 decided that this is the journey these guys are going. We will go uh, to the journey with and, Every KPI, so what we normally do, we set KPI. And every KPI, these guys, uh, we are working with them, um, in parallel, try to achieve it even before. The, 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 the biggest thing, and I think the biggest advice we got um, from Robert uh, was, Robert was like, before the meetings, can you deliver and, have a, uh, and, and, and deliver on time so that we can look at it before we come into the meetings so we don't discuss things? At the meetings, and that has been also very useful. And I like to uh, really appreciate. I really appreciate the whole teams, not only about the the task that I talked in the last week, but in 
while the whole product develops somehow based on the team, the whole technical team's professional experience, uh, I, I did remember some of the suggestions totally out of our expectations. Say, for example, the online, online form. Uh, we originally asked, uh, uh, we thought that how we could, how we could connect with the provider for them to fill in all such, all the information. In our life, we are preparing that. But suddenly, in the next meeting, suddenly your the team, uh, Alex, suddenly come to us. Oh, we have prepared, prepared a draft with an online like a uh, we form sheet as a sample. So definitely, that this uh, very very proactive approach because uh, we are working together, and somehow uh, Alex and Victoria seems to be part of our team, thinking of similar things. So that uh, I, I do, we do a. Appreciate very much about the, the attitude and professional manner on treating not only this as a product or as, as a consultant or as a, a product development. Instead, it's a working as a really, really trustable and uh, good partners. Well, that's amazing to hear. And I look forward to continuing to, to work with you guys and bring yeah. Premedgo to more people. So, You've both mentioned now uh, the healthcare providers. Uh, obviously, it's important to get them on board to make PreMedGo a success. So what kind of feedback have you got from them so far? George, you mentioned you've been talking with them a lot. Can you share some of their feedback? The, the concept is something they, they like and they love. Because um, uh, uh, for the smaller healthcare health check providers, what happens is it's quite difficult for them to plan because the flow of traffic, they can't control the flow of traffic. So planning a clinic is quite difficult. You get someone booked today, uh, three people tomorrow. And, you know, they also have, it's the same pool of clinicians we have in, in the UK. So it's not like they're generating new clinicians. So to get a clinician to come in uh, and you're not able to fill their slot, it's going to be very expensive for the providers. And also the clinicians don't really enjoy that pay so pre-med goal is going to really help facilitate that in the health health check up market get a slot get a traffic flowing to all the smaller providers and also uh, and also one thing that they also like is they know that the provision uh, the cost of providing the service is expensive but it's mainly due to the fact that they don't have a flow of traffic coming through they can't control the revenue but if pre-med goal starts um when we go live what will happen is we're able to help them control their revenue, control the flow of traffic coming through. They will be able to stop. They will be able to start looking at uh, a cost reduction to suit um, demand. So it, it's quite very good feedback. And in terms of the uh, application, what they are waiting to do is they want to build something that will be really good for them as well as the patients um, over the next couple of uh, weeks. All right. And uh, can you speak a little bit to how different uh, PreMed Go is from what these uh, providers are using as a patient management system right now? So so uh, what PreMed Go, the difference is PreMed Go um, is, is going to be a web-based um, platform um, and also uh, is very easy and basic. So you don't need, um, you don't need to, you don't need a lot of training on on the on the app is very user friendly, and the future functionalities, which even makes it brilliant, is 
when when somebody books and it goes on the main platform um where where the main web app there's going to be a, a, a connect a connectivity and this is the future thing that's coming so a doctor will know the appointment they have in the clinic so when you book it goes onto the main set it goes onto the main web app then it goes onto the doctor's application as well so the doctor is able to control it the practice manager is able to control it and it actually reduces the admin burden of the need of having let's say a receptionist or an administrator to to uh, sort of monitor and manage these things so that is so that is something that um it, it's not there at the moment i think um if uh, more provider and then they sign it to us somehow part of the logistic or the like the logistic in terms of the gp or checking health check uh logistic maybe streamlined and in long run will be shorten the whole uh procedures in long run through the application of the apps the version one version two or even longer then definitely the whole thing will benefit to that business because the shorter time they can finish the health check the more the the more profit they could they could they could earn by fitting in more customers. That makes a lot of sense. All right, you've also been talking with investors as well. Have you got any feedback from them that you'd like to share at this time? So yeah, so we we've spoken. So we've got um two uh, VCs uh, that are uh, currently waiting for us to do a soft launch. Uh, so our investors actually. Um, um, told us to do a soft launch for reasons I don't understand. I, I don't understand the investor language a lot. Um, so they want a soft launch so that they can see and join the journey after the soft launch. So after our soft launch this month, um, we are looking forward to be working with our potential investors to scale because what we want to do is to scale and scale really quickly because um, we have a big vision of affecting over 1 billion lives in the next five years so it, it can only be done with um with speed and also um by scaling all right obviously fundraising has gotten a little bit harder this year in the past year than it maybe it was in 2021 or 2020 um has the current situation sort of shifted your approach or your goals in raising those funds no so we we are quite consistent to what we are we are we are doing and uh we uh we are persevering to be honest it's very difficult um looking at um things but our goals are our goals as i said we're our biggest um thing for us is to be able to scale and in five years get to this billion um lives being affected uh we've been able to raise we've been able to raise um close to two hundred thousand dollars us dollars um and we are still raising um our, our target at the end of the year is to raise um a million dollars to help us um grow uh so no we are still on that journey and we are calling on um any form of investor to sort of help us but mainly investors who are passionate about preventative health or health care research and innovation All right. And are there any other challenges that you see sort of in the near term for pre-Mego and maybe how are you sort of mitigating them? Uh, no, I think the biggest challenge is to um, 
that I see is Robert being able to cope with me. So you can see Robert is sat in the office. Every time I get to the office, my God, he's, he's thinking, can someone get this guy out of here? Because he's not that organized at all. I can't, I can't organize all the operations of pre-med, go and organize this guy as well. So, so, so on a more serious note, what, what, what we foresee, um, the, the, the challenges we foresee is, um, um, having providers on board and, um, providers sticking to their price. You know, our aim is that providers come on board and reduce their price so that we can increase the demand. You see, so that is, well, that is one of the challenges we foresee, uh, from, from my point of view. So I'd like to uh, add uh, a few more challenges in coming one or two or three, three weeks. Because uh, as uh, you talk about the uh, investment, we are also reaching out the government funding as well. Because uh, we currently find that in the UK, they have a small grant for a small enterprise using that technology to solve the social problem. So somehow uh, in two weeks time, there will be the deadline. Uh, for the Innovate UK, definitely, I, I, I do see that um, the pre-medical solution definitely help on releasing some of the NHS like uh, conjunction and also prevent the medical expenses uh, huge increase in, in, in coming years. So I think that, that definitely with another, is that, that is another type of fund that because they have a long, long essay on the submission. So like around four, four about 5,000 uh, word and also some some I- I- images as well. Another thing is uh, a trial run um, before the real launch because uh, we do want to make sure every single step of the operation, no matter the booking, the online, and also even the payment and even the questionnaire, every single step must be all smooth before we go to the huge amount of people signing up. So somehow these two weeks, operation funding application in government form and at the same time to make sure everyone know that we are launching. So somehow it's all come together. We hope that we can do our very, very best. For sure. And I don't want to keep you too too much longer from those huge tasks that you have to do. So uh, just one more question for you guys. Uh, can you just sum up why are you so passionate about launching Premego to the market? So, so, um, so, reason why we are passionate is um, looking even at the current um, healthcare pressures on the NHS, uh, we, we feel strongly that if a lot of people can have access to preventative health or a lot of people can pay for affordable health checks and a lot of health checks are being run, it's going to reduce, it's not going to solve the problem or stop um, things happening, but it's going to reduce a lot of it and it's going to reduce a lot of concerns. So it's not only the presence on NHS. Look at the patient point of view. People are concerned, you know. People are even worried. If something happens to me, what am I going to do? You know, so that anxiety, it's also something that needs to, to be addressed and only can be addressed when you have control of it. It's like driving a car, you know, like when you have control and, and, and not, not saying control by um, 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 steering or, or controlling the car, but actually when you have control, by knowing that I have fuel or I have uh, electric charged and it can take me to 10 miles and I, I have the fuel or the energy for that mouse, you're okay. But if you don't know, you just jump into, you hop into somebody's car, you don't know or you can't see where you're going, you don't know what they've got enough for, it's quite concerning and you're quite unsure. So 
So we hope to be able to to do the launch, and that makes us very passionate. We like we really there's like an adrenaline. We want to get it out there like yesterday. Although we have to get all the operations done. I think the most important thing is uh, I I do believe prevention is much more <laughs> much better than the remedial. So somehow the more we care the prevention, do some preparation, not wait until towards the end. So somehow everyone do it. Okay. Uh, we can relieve every single expenses for the medical care. Agreed. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. We will have links to your website in the show notes for this episode. Everybody, if you're in the UK and you're interested in learning more about PreMedGo, check out premedgo.com. Follow the guys on Twitter, LinkedIn. They're very active and sharing their story there. So thank you so much. And... Good luck with the launch. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. Bye.